0: Here to tell you, you should not worry about Darius Leonard and his availability for the season opening game in Houston. Do not worry about it. Not because he's definitely going to play and he's going to recover from the back surgery we found out about yesterday that he had yesterday, but because it doesn't do any good. Wish good things for Darius? Sure. Worry about his availability? Why? Doesn't do any good. Invest your energies elsewhere. Jonathan Taylor, is he going to work today? That's an interesting question. He was held out as a precaution yesterday. Do we buy that? Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in rushing by more than 550 yards last year. He had more yards after contact than anybody else had yards. He's in year three of an NFL career, and NFL careers do not last long for running backs. Are we certain that Jonathan Taylor isn't sitting this minicamp because he wants to negotiate a new deal? Are we certain? We have no reason to, to, to he hadn't said anything. The Colts haven't said anything about that. But are we sure? Pacers, they have a pre-draft workout today. Trevion Williams is going to participate. Uh, Connor Gillespie out of Villanova is going to participate. A guy, uh, an interesting name at the very least, Fanbo Zanz is going to participate. I love it. Jonesy, beautiful. Uh, Leonard, he had back surgery yesterday. They expect him back for the season opener. He's going to miss part of camp at least. So there you go. It's not just the ankle. It's the back also. Big surprise, right? The the Colts playing fast and loose with the facts regarding an, an injury. We found out about it yesterday. That's the way it goes. Uh, NFL or NBA Finals continue tonight. Going to be very interesting, and we'll tell you why and how you should bet. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, June eighth, two thousand twenty-two. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Wonderful people; they do the work. You guys keep calling; uh, they keep doing work, or not. You know, they they had a call from one of you, which was wonderful, and uh, the great Jared Johnson handled it over the phone, no charge. No, nothing. The people at Johnson's Plumbing, they give you solutions and sometimes it doesn't cost you a dime. Nice. These are good people. You'll enjoy dealing with them. You got a, a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. 765 610 8809, the number. Smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. All right. <clears throat> Here's what I'm looking for today. At Colts minicamp. I'm looking for Jonathan Taylor, number one. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, you talk about Kenny Moore and the possibility that he deserves more money, right? $6.75 million for a guy who played in the Pro Bowl for the first time last year is one of the best, if not the best slot corner in the NFL. What is Jonathan Taylor worth? And Cornerbacks can exist in the NFL for a long time and make a lot of money, uh, a point in fact uh, look at Stefan Gilmore, number five for the Indianapolis Colts out at minicamp yesterday. He's 32 years old. He's making a lot of money. More than Kenny Moore, who's 26, going to be 27. Jonathan Taylor, like I said in the open, is a guy who put up historic numbers last year, right? 23 guys in the history of the NFL. And I know they played 17 games, but that's not that big a deal. That's not that big a jump. That's one game. 23 guys have run for 1,800 or more yards in an NFL season in NFL history. Jonathan Taylor became one of them last year. That guy deserves more money. You talk about Debo Samuel. You you talk about DK Metcalf as guys who deserve more money and are sitting. Uh, At least DK's sitting minicamp did yesterday or however their scheduling works. Debo participated. Jonathan Taylor did not participate yesterday, and that's a source for worry. Now, one thing to know about that is that before the workout, we were told, the media was told, that Jonathan Taylor would participate in a media kind of a scrum. He would be available along with Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Blankenship, uh, Pay was out there, uh, Quentin Nelson as well. So Jonathan Taylor not participating might have been a thing where they were like, you know what, just sit. What the hell do you need minicamp for? You keep it in shape. You're ready to go. We're not going to do a lot of running anything. Why, why, you know, strip even the most minute uh, bit of rubber off your tires for the 2022 season? That could be the thing. It might not be the thing, too. Uh, I want to see more Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was really good yesterday, just right on the money with every single throw. I want to see Michael Pittman yesterday. Here's what happened yesterday, and I didn't go over it yesterday afternoon, but I thought it was a really important moment. Michael Pittman runs a go on the right sideline, and he flat beats Isaiah Rogers. Matt Ryan puts up a beautiful ball that Michael Pittman would have been able to run underneath, If not, for Isaiah Rogers grabbing a handful of jersey and restricting him from getting to the football. Isaiah Rogers is really fast. One of the fastest cornerbacks in the NFL. He makes up for mistakes with his speed. Yesterday, he was unable to make up for the mistake with his speed against Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is not known as a burner on the outside, but Michael Pittman does work in the offseason a lot and and we've seen it on his Instagram account, right? You know, he and his his wife and his kid and it's all very cute, but he also shows part of the workout. Maybe that workout is unlocking a little bit of extra speed as Michael Pittman enters his third season with the Indianapolis Colts. If Isaiah Rodgers can't make up for a mistake with his speed against Michael Pittman, I think that that is a really interesting moment to focus on in a mini camp workout because let's face it you don't see a lot of stuff in mini camp it's 7 on 7 it's non contact you don't have the linemen there so there's no pressure on the quarterback you're never going to see a quarterback get hit in in training camp but at least guys are you know hitting a little bit and they're getting physical on the outside and they're jamming each other and they're wearing pads so there is some contact and in it more more closely resembles football, right? Non-contact seven by seven seven-on-seven is going to favor the offense uh, tremendously. And, and so watching yesterday, you know, you're not going to see a hell of a lot. But there are some things that you can watch and you can kind of infer from what you see. And Jelani Woods is one of those things. He is big. And he is surprisingly nimble and fast and he's got good hands at least he did yesterday i thought he had a good practice yesterday we'll watch today and and see if he can follow up yesterday's work with more good work and project toward a guy who is going to uh really going to impact the offense in a pretty profound way mohali cox i there, there was a moment yesterday, and it was the only, the only pick of the day. It, it was tipped about four times. I was trying to figure out whether, uh, whether Mo hit it first or whether it kind of clanked off Mo's hand after somebody else hit it. It was really odd. And, and so I didn't give Mo a drop. But it wasn't a moment of glory for Mo Ali Cox. And Jelani Woods was really, really good yesterday um gonna be interesting to hear from gus bradley today he's a defensive coordinator new defensive coordinator we're gonna hear from him we'll also hear from marcus brady the offensive coordinator and from matt ryan holy cow that's a busy day we'll have all of that for you later today the the practice is at twelve twenty. media right at about two o'clock and uh, as soon as we can post it we will um but I'm really looking forward to seeing whether Michael Pittman Jr. looks a little bit quicker. And I'm really looking forward to seeing whether Jonathan Taylor works. Uh, let's talk about distractions. You know, th- there are distractions in the NFL. And then there are distractions. And the Colts said the thing with Leonard, thing potentially maybe with Taylor, a little bit distracting. However, the Cleveland Browns, big distraction. Deshaun Watson, women keep coming out and suing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. For some measure of sexual misconduct. And it, it's not the Texans now on the hook for Deshaun Watson's behavior in, in terms of his salary and paying him, perhaps, or suspending him, or whatever happens. It's the Cleveland Browns who gave him a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Wow. This might show Jimmy Haslam the folly of fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL and may validate the perspective of the other 31 owners in the NFL and how they pursue contracts with guys who appear, at least are accused, of having some wayward behavior that may impact their availability on Sundays. Um, the Denver Broncos being sold. This is interesting to me. They're being sold 4.65% billion dollars uh, to the Walton family, part of the Walton family. Stan Kroenke, also part of the Walton family, married into the Walton family, made his money uh, through relationships within the Walton family. Going to be uh, interesting to see if there kind of uh, exists between the Broncos and the Rams and, and whether that filters into the NFL kind of a cabal of Waltons to, uh, to help drive policy in the NFL as they continue to gobble up franchises. Um, Pacers today. Pre-draft workout. They got Trevion Williams from Purdue. They got Colin Gillespie of Villanova. They got Fanbo uh, Zanz from the G League. Ignite. Going to be an interesting workout. They're going to bring in, hopefully they bring in guys that they may draft sixth. At some point later this month, we'll be there for that. But we'll talk to Trevion Williams today and and see how he's doing. Game three of the NBA Finals tonight, getting more interesting every time anybody opens their mouths. Uh, Ime Udoka, the coach of the Celtics, said that if he was out there, he'd probably get a double technical foul immediately, which does what? Kind of unleashes the hounds, right, for the Celtics. They're not going to put up with any crap from Draymond Green. They're going to uh, counter Draymond Green's physicality with more physicality, which is kind of what you have to do. You get physical, you get tough. To the tough team, to the aggressor, go the spoils. That's the way sports works, right? Scott Foster expected to be a referee tonight. Man, when we talk about the officiating in the NBA and how the assignments are made and what the assignments kind of represent and how the NBA is trying to control play by making assignments with the referees. It just gives me a big fat headache. And it has since the nineties when the NBA did it, David Stern did it in order to try to, you know, people thought rig the, uh, uh, the competitiveness between the Bulls and the Pistons in the Eastern conference finals in both 1989 and 1990 anyway, um, the LIV series, the Live series, those people are dead to me, dead to me. Phil Mickelson, dead to me. Kevin Na, dead to me, right? Dustin Johnson, dead to me. I will not watch this thing. Why in the world would I watch this trumped up thing with guarantees? If you can show up, and I think the minimum, if you come in last and just show up and whack, if I was invited I would come in last. I would make, I believe, $125,000 just for showing up. So it's an appearance fee circus, and I'm not buying in. I have no interest in it. One of the things I like about professional golf, as administered by the PGA, is the PGA does not pay appearance fees, not really. And if you get cut, if you miss the cut, you don't get paid at all. So there is a risk-reward to this thing. It's not just, hey, we're handing out paychecks at the end of the week for giant sums of money. That, uh, Phil Mickelson reportedly getting $200 million or in that neighborhood uh, from the Saudi-backed Live series. You know what? Hey, you want to play golf like that, where competition really doesn't mean a hell of a lot and the trophies mean less? Because who cares who wins this thing this weekend, this 54-hole event in London? You know what? Adios. Sergio Garcia, adios. I hope the PGA sticks to its guns and it's a lifetime ban for everybody who plays. I think that would be fantastic. Lifetime. We're done with you people. That would be wonderful. Uh, do I want to sh- Am I going to pay money? Am I going to watch on TV as Dustin Johnson plays Kevin Nah? Where everybody's going to get paid? No, I'm not. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? What a day. This is phenomenal. What a beautiful summer we are enjoying here in central Indiana. I'm telling you. Yesterday, a little bit of rain. Looks beautiful today. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Pete Schwartz, happy birthday. Reed Bunzel. Ha- oh, yep. Reid D'Alessio. Celebrating a birthday, the great Ray D'Alessio, Fox 59 fame. I believe that he's the guy who hired Chris Hagen into this market, and we will thank him forever for doing that. What a legacy. Uh, Tom Elger, happy birthday, Tom Bassett. Happy birthday, the great Tom Bassett. Been to his house, drank beer at his house. Wonderful. Wonderful guy, wonderful wife, wonderful friends, great people. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else It's best done with an honest, and specific compliment. We will be at the Pacers pre-draft camp today or pre-draft workout. We will be at mini camp. We will talk to the coordinators for the Colts. We'll talk to Trevion Williams. We will talk to uh, Matt Ryan. We will. You'll see the conversation I had with Yannick Ngakwe from yesterday. And uh, you know what? Blankenship, man. Blankenship, the kicker for the Colts. If, if you listen to what he has to say, if you watch a video of that guy talking to the media and you don't root for this cat, you don't have a human heart. You, you do not have a, a, a heartbeat. That's, he is a beautiful human being.